0: Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. One of my favorite lines from the outlaw Josie Wales is when Chief Dan George speaks of tribal leaders visiting Washington concerning their lands in the East. In the movie, the chief tells Josie Wales, they sent us home and told us to endeavor to persevere. As with many great lines from movies, they don't always depict the accurate story, but they leave a distinct impression. If men are to persevere, then there must be attainable victory, as well as a certain trial within the story. Because victory without trial is cheap, and trial without victory is torment. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer once stated, there is a cost to discipleship. We've in the book of matthew that if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses does this mean that if this condition is not met that the individual would not be forgiven of his or her sins in matthew chapter 18 we actually have a parable told by jesus of the unforgiving servant a servant who owed 10000 talents That's worth roughly about 164,000 years of daily wages. We're talking more than Bezos and Musk kind of money here, a debt that no man could ever pay. But the king forgives the man who owes that debt and wipes the slate clean. But later in the story, the same servant who had debtors of his own was unwilling to forgive them their debts. So now when the king finds this out, he says, Hey! I forgave you your debt, but you are not willing to forgive the debts of others? If this is so, I am not going to forgive you your debt. And this unforgiving servant is thrown into prison. And we have good reason to believe that this prison is an everlasting punishment. Matthew chapter 10 tells us in the difficult times ahead, we must persevere until the end in order to be saved. What does this perseverance imply? Jesus told his disciples in the same chapter, "If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father." We're asked to speak loudly and preach the gospel in the light of day before men, not to shrink back like a turtle head, like Josie Wales said, "You going to pull them pistols or whistle Dixie?" In Matthew chapter 18, the question is written, "Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" The answer that's given. Those that are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven are the little children. And whoever scandalizes one of the least of these children, it would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. And he's talking to his disciples, saying these strong words. Do you think he means them? Why is it that folks always want to present Jesus as some kind of soft-skinned prophet that only timid old ladies would like, because they think he is safe. I only suppose that these folks have never really studied the Beatitudes, as well one might say, that you can't hang a man on a tree who goes there willingly unless there are two yeses. Yes, he loves the people whom he is willing to die for, and yes, he is therefore a very dangerous man. So don't spread the ugly rumor that this one, the one we call our King, Jesus the Messiah, the Christ, Viva Cristo Rey, is some soft-skinned wimp, because he is not. He rose from the grave. Hallelujah, my King, and he is anything but safe. In Hebrews chapter four, verse sixteen, we read. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. People who know Christ will need to draw near to Him in times of need to receive mercy and to find grace. Consider what the author of Hebrews writes in chapter 10. For if we sin deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful prospect of judgment and a fury of fire which will consume the adversaries. The saints teach us that a life of ongoing repentance, renewal, and ever deeper intimacy with the one who never gives up on us is actually the most beautiful life possible. There was once a young man in his family who lived near a town that was changing quickly and not for the good. Each night, he would stay up as late as he could to keep watch for thieves and robbers. Then one day, a nobleman rode by his home and offered the young man a piece of property in exchange for the man's farm. The nobleman proclaimed that this new property had a strong wall, and it would be watched over by skilled guardsmen 24-7. The young man and his family could finally get some rest, "'But my small farm is hardly enough to pay for a single brick. "'How can I possibly pay for such an offer?' replied the young man. "'The nobleman exclaimed, "'You can't afford it. This is true. "'But I have taken care of all the legal matters. "'You need not worry. "'I need a man like you, "'someone with your talents, to watch over it.' "'But I have no knowledge of such talents,' the man said. "'But the nobleman replied, "'Ha!' But I have watched you from afar, and am persuaded that you are perfect for my kingdom. I only expect that you care for the property, be faithful to it, and when the time comes, defend it with your life. So would you accept such an offer? Dietrich Bonhoeffer made the assertion that grace is free, but grace is not cheap. Grace was paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of the price paid, his disciples are led by grace to surrender their lives to God in faithfulness and gratitude. The words of the hymn read like this. If you would speak of me, live all your life in me. My ways are not the ways that you would choose. And my thoughts are far beyond yours as heaven from earth. But if you believe in me, my voice will be heard, and all that is hidden will be made clear. All that is dark now will be revealed. What you have heard in the dark, proclaim in the light. What you hear in whispers, proclaim from the housetops." St. John Henry Newman once said that going to church prepares us for the future glorious and most wonderful destiny, the sight of God, a destiny for which if not most glorious, will be most terrible. Josie Wales might have agreed with the latter when he said, Dying ain't much of a living, boy. Ain't it so? This is getting Grit, signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.